listeners. Welcome to the On The Whim podcast. Um, we're your co-hosts. I'm Paul Vela. Jabari Lewis. Smith. And we, this is a topical video game related podcast. So we are streaming live on Twitch. Um, just some, some notes, some housekeeping items. This isn't your regular stream on Twitch. Um, we... We are streaming on Twitch for content for the Women Indie page, but um, it's we don't interact with the stream as many streamers do, right? Oh, you better get that going. Oh, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, oh, I haven't played it but yet. We, oh. <laughs> so we have a wonderful moderating team that kind of takes care of the interactions in the Twitch stream for us. Um, Grover Wim. Creative Life JMJ and Shadow Fox. And you all are awesome. We appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for keeping us <laughs> on our toes <laughs> and for the quality control piece that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you want to watch this on YouTube or on um, Spotify, we release every, every week. Um, and this will be released on. When is this going to be? <laughs> Check the calendar. Not this Tuesday, but the it, next. This one will be released on May 5th. No. Yeah, May 5th. May 5th. Okay. It's going to be May already. Wow. Where, where is the time going? <laughs> yeah. Is it just me or all the days just blurry together? It's blurring together. Blurry together, right? Yeah. My sleeping schedule has been screwed up since this virus. The whole virus like thing? Yeah. Uh, all I do now is I work on projects at home. Mm. And um, when I get into a project... That's it. That's like, it. Time just, I don't know what time it is anymore. Play in Arabic. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> they can't see what, what we're doing. But, um, oh, okay, maybe this is a good time to introduce we what sure game can. we're going to yeah. play. So we're going to be playing Spiral. This, uh, we already said this is episode six, yeah. right? Yeah, we did. So for this section, we're going to be playing Spiral. And this is a, a Nintendo Switch port version of the first PS1 mm -hmm. version, which is, I think this is probably the second game I ever played on, um... The PS1? Yeah. Nice. So, another, another childhood. Another childhood memory? Yeah. What, um, what got you into, like, why'd you, why'd you buy Spyro? Why did I buy Spyro? Or what did you make your mom buy you Spyro? <laughs> you know, um, for Spyro, I don't think me and my brother, like, said, oh, I, I want to yeah. Spyro. I think she just... She saw it was a popular game, and she wanted us to shut up, so she got us a game. <laughs> so, so your mom was savvy enough to see what was popular, like at probably Walmart, mm -hmm. the display stands and everything. Yeah, and see, you know what? I'm gonna get that cute little purple dragon. My boy's gonna love it. <laughs> that's pretty cool that your mom was savvy enough yeah. to that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm not sure exactly what was the case, mm -hmm. but I feel um, we didn't request it at all. Okay. Maybe we went to the game store and she said, hey, what game do you like? Maybe this one's a good one. And mm -hmm. we're like, oh, okay, cool. And um, yeah, we just, because um, PlayStation 1 was, it was the first system that me and my brother had. Right. Had, it recognized that we had. We used to have a Super Nintendo, no, NES. Got it. Yeah, but um, we didn't really understand what NES was because we were really young younger yeah, it. yeah yeah so when PlayStation 1 came out um, I think maybe a year or two after it came out um, that's when my mom got it for us got it and this was the first system that we recognized this is a game system this is what I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's that this is this is my calling. <laughs> my people need me as you jump into the back into the, the game. Okay. Uh, how about you? Like, what was your first like game system? My first, like, I I think I had an NES as well, the classic NES. NES. You but remember the, playing it? The vaguely like <laughs> Super, Super Mario, Super Mario. Um, the, but the one I remember having, I had a Super Nintendo as well, uh -huh. and I got um the All Stars. Um, so I, no, no, All Stars. The um, it had four games on it. It had Super, the, the Super Mario's, one, oh. two, three, and then one more. I, maybe Lost Levels. I don't remember. Wow. But okay. I got it really late. Yeah. So, I didn't get on. I didn't get on board with all the, 
my first real system that I recognized, like you said, the one I recognized me having uh-huh. was the N64. And the very first game I had for it was, I want to say, Star Fox 64. <laughs> best one to start off with. Yeah, best one, one, best, best one to start off with, right? <laughs> and then, but I didn't get as, I didn't start stacking up the game collection mm-hmm. until the GameCube. The GameCube, really? Yeah, that's when it, when <laughs> it, it took you a bit. <laughs> well, because my mom's rule was you only get, you get a birthday gift mm-hmm. and you get a Christmas gift. So in theory, I had to pick wisely what two games I would get during that console's lifespan. Yeah. So the console in one game was one gift, was like a combined gift. Yeah. Birthday and Christmas. Right? Kind of. My mom kind of did it. You know, we, we, I grew up poor, so. Um, then after that, for the life of that console, mm-hmm. I would get a game for each birthday. And then it wasn't until I started, you know, making money, like either doing chores, allowance, or just having a straight up job. <laughs> <laughs> birthday money you know people giving me stuff for birthday yeah um my mom's like you're old enough to know what to do with your money i'm like no i'm not i'm buying video games so that's <laughs> that's what i did oh geez. so i remember going to um there was a, in redlands i don't know if you know it or not next to hollywood video so i'm really dating oh, yeah. back um there was like a a like third tier gamestop so it wasn't gamestop it wasn't EB Games. It was the one below it. <laughs> it called Shop Games. <laughs> Shop Games. Whatever, right? And I would go there, and I was a VIP, so I got the rewards card and the whole night. And uh-huh. I would buy games, you know, there. I wouldn't trade anything in because I want to. I just hoard myself, you know, hoard my hoard all my games. But I would go to Hollywood, the place next to Hollywood Video. Did you get the come up with the name? Pokemon Leaf Green. Pokemon Leaf Green from there, right? H Game Crazy. Maybe. Oh, yeah, game, game crazy. crazy. Game oh, crazy. Okay. I remember. I remember. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> game crazy. That place. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Oh, that's right. There was a Hollywood video right yep, there. There was a Hollywood video. I think it's an auto zone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> so, um, that's the GameCube's the, for the first console I recognized, and I started building a, a collection of games for it. Uh-huh. And the input. Man 64 was my first console, my first real one. So they've been they've been watching the spiral background for a while. So <laughs> you're welcome to get started. <laughs> your very first actually playing the game, Jabari. Don't tell me you're like Grover, who's just hoarding games, <laughs> <laughs> hoping and praying for the time to play them. That's exactly what I do. I just buy the games ahead of time and um, and hope <laughs> hope for the best. But here's a, here's an idea. Why not wait for the price to go down, and then when you have the time, buy it then? I wasn't thinking, Paul. Who thinks when one of their childhood games just comes available? The I, first, you I, think? I, I no! Think, why? I do, I do think! <laughs> See, you're, you're abnormal. We don't think in America. We just do. Trump. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Not we, we are not going political on this podcast! <laughs> okay. I promise myself I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. You know I'm saying it. Please, listeners, viewers, do not inject yourself <laughs> with disinfectants. Please, please, please. And that's it. I'm not going political. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Okay. But something worth side note. We were, and we already touched on it. On life living with the coronavirus, um, COVID-19. What's going to change? Something's got to change. We can't keep going life as it was before COVID-19. Things have to change. Mm-hmm. But what? let's talk about the um, how it's going to change life for someone like us, right? You know, we're, we're gamers, right? The gaming industry, but the entertainment industry. Like, what's going to change? Like, Disneyland and Disney World aren't going to open until, like, they're saying as late as the holidays all the way up to next year. Wow. Uh, movies are getting pushed back either later this year or next year. Yes. Um, and a few podcasts ago, I think episode four or three, we talked about um, games getting pushed back. Like, Last of Us and, you know, um, the next console generation might get pushed back as well. Yeah. Just because 
there's people can work from home, yes, but you still need that interaction, collaborative, in person, right? Mm-hmm. Is it trying to tell you what world to go to? No, I, I'm trying to get used to the controllers. Uh, yeah. Got to rescue Nestor, huh? Mr. Nestor, first dragon. Is is he friendly? I think they're all friendly. Thank you for releasing your dragon Spider. too. Ten dragons in the but he looks like a, a bad, you know what? <laughs> Why do you look puny? <laughs> he looks vicious though, but you know, he looks like an attack chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's the chihuahua of the dragons. Of the dragons. He's like Mushu from Mulan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a little bigger. A fairy? Fairies! Fairy! Fairy god! Fairy god! <laughs> Uh, are they friendly? Those guys? No, they're not you, friendly. Did you run this fast in the old game? Yeah. Did you? Oh, I, well, and this, it, it's like they created it on um, Unreal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it looks like Unreal. So there's a lot of, like, detail and stuff. Run away! <laughs> you forked them. Yeah, the last time are I those horns this. you have? Yeah. Okay. You horned them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember just this... The only thing I really liked about this game was, well, I remember doing this, mm -hmm. running and chasing after these creatures with eggs. And that's all I like to do. Mm -hmm. I never beat this, the first one, ever. But I beat the second one and the third one. You okay. Yeah. So you're hoping to beat the first one? Someday. Someday. <laughs> when you have time. When I have time. It was time now. So, so what do you, how do you, what do you think? Is the world going to be different post-COVID-19? Or is it going to be like everything else in life and we're going to go back to living life like it was and nothing changed. I'm pretty sure it's, this is going to change everything. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's it's going to have a a deep effect on our change. Or, I mean, a deep change for everybody. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be something that sticks with this whole thing. Go back and get for this chair chest. I thought I got him. No? You oh, where am I? Go left. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> Around my bio. You missed some treasure too. Did I? No, I it's I not. It. <laughs> okay, so you, it, it comes to you. It uh, okay, got it. Like, um, I think Americans wearing masks, mm -hmm. like in Japan. I think I mentioned this earlier. We did like yeah, a podcast ago. Yeah, yeah, it's normal in Japan. If they feel sick, they'll wear a mask over the face, and they'll go out in but public wearing the mask. That's just socially responsible, though. Huh? It's socially responsible. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think we're going to be doing that too now. You it's think so? Be normal. It's more normalized. Because the stigma when someone wears a mask is like, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Not a, I have a cold, I want you catching it. Yeah. Oh, you kind soul. I never, you know, you never thought of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I consider masks, you know, like doctors wear them, nurses, for obvious reasons. They don't want to get people's, you know, body fluids on them or whatever, right? So, um,. I get it. I get it for that reason, mm -hmm. and I we're going in that direction. Okay, but I think it's just social responsibility, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, we'll go out to like I go out to a restaurant, you know, drive the drive-through, and we'll order food. And when I go through to order food, I wear the mask, and the the person on the other end is wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So, we're we're both being socially responsible in that regard, right? And whenever someone comes to my house to drop food off, you know, when we Postmate or whatever, not saying Postmate is one of our sponsors, just naming a random one that I use. Uh -huh. um, we, I same thing, put a mask on just for their for their protection in, in mind. So, I I would like to think as the Americans we become more socially responsible, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like for example, it's it's almost expected for you to show up to your work. Sick. Hey boss, I got a cough. Oh well, you're coming to work, right? This shit needs to be covered. You know, and I, in my experience, you know, unless you're part of a union or or something, are you really going to burn all the grass? I didn't know they could do that. I don't think it does it in a personal. I doubt it. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. This is like amazed at like what what has been changed. Oh yeah, how for it sure. looks. Because it looks freaking great. It's like in Pokemon when you first learn cut. You start cutting everything. Start cutting the grass. <laughs> I want to battle you, Kay. <laughs> Cypher! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Let's see. So, you want to try? Uh, no, go ahead. Keep playing. Okay. 
Um, if you die, I'll, I'll consider playing. He will take you to the other land. This is Spyro's version of Princess of the Castle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except from our princesses are our dragons. Other dragons frozen. <laughs> frozen in, in statue form? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, shoot, another um, you know, everybody all these businesses are trying to reformulate like a plan mm -hmm. on how to work with this coronavirus. And I think a lot of their plans that they're doing now are going to stick. Um, for example, right now, the um, film industry mm -hmm. is trying to um, figure out a way where they can film while um, trying to maintain the, the, uh, the, the members of productions. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it seems like the plan is to... Uh, Poor sheepies. <laughs> is to mm, go against... Uh, lamb chops. Some of the union stuff that's been set, like, um, mm -hmm. for example, um, film crew can't be, um, play background characters in, a, in any film or anything like that. You need to hire, um, an actual, yeah, an actual actor, actor to do that. And, um, they can't, yeah, they can't play two parts, basically. Right. And, um, now some of the plans are indicating, okay, now they can do that. Um, but they'll get paid double or a time and a half, like it or, might be double or I'm not pay sure. times a quarter, or whatever for the extra role. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what what the pay and stuff like that will be, but now mm -hmm. they're um, that one. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I've been looking for <laughs> where's the first level <laughs> right here at the beginning of the. Oh, that was sad. But um, this means for background actors and stuff that there's going to be less work out there mm -hmm. for them. So for me, that's bad news because I still do background and stand-in work. Because mm -hmm. now um, it's just less work. But couldn't you possibly get tr like training to be a a boom operator or? You can, but it's really limited on um, on how many. You could be a, probably a job out there that's really um, plentiful. It's probably a PA, a personal, personal assistant. There, yeah. But you're just getting people coffee at that point, right? Yeah, you're just. Helping with Where is my latte? <laughs> this is not a double espresso macchiato. Yeah, the PAs generally they just like yeah they're just assistants. They they'll get coffee. They'll help dry out cleaning. With, um, yeah, yeah they'll help out everywhere basically, and um, even that that's probably limited jobs as well. And there's probably going to be less PAs now since there um, not going to be as many background actors and um, just people in general. On yeah. set, right. So it's it's interesting on. Um, I like his little dash, plans. huh? I like his little dash. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going. My that that guy looked angry. He did. He's tired of you killing his harem. <laughs> right there, or his kids, or whatever those are. <laughs> the, the chief. Ah! He got you. <laughs> Run away. Run away. <laughs> I was doing so good when I was just running. <laughs> it's when you stop and think, Jabari. Yeah. See? You don't think. You just do. <laughs> I can't. I can't live life like that. Yeah. Ooh, there's stuff behind here. Okay. Uh, you see, I'm trying to think of like other changes and stuff. Do you have any changes that you think are just going to I think it's going to be more acceptable to work from home. And it's going to have to happen. Um... Mm. I know a lot of offices require um, you to come to the to your to your desk, cubicle farm, you know. <laughs> and I I understand for like sensitive things, right? Mm -hmm. People's social security numbers, sensitive things, right? Yeah. That need to be, you know, locked and keyed. That that will still continue to be what come come into the office, right? But I don't think we'll be cramming people. Together the same way we have been. You know, um, if you can work from home, I think it'll be more acceptable to work from home, mm -hmm. especially when you're sick. So when you call in, <laughs> so no excuses anymore for sick sick leave. You still gotta work. Oh no, I mean, <laughs> okay. So for example, if you if you have a fever, cough, you know, 
you should stay home. Yeah. Get better. But if you are coming down from that, you you, you can still work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're still functional. Mm-hmm. But you're still infectious. So, instead of contaminating the workspace... Because we all know. We all heard it, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to work and someone shows up and they start coughing and sneezing, you're like, oh, no. And then it, 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 it spreads, like the plague, right? Yeah. Why not instead of that person, when they start first start feeling sick, they grab, you know, their, their stuff, go home, and work from home. Mm-hmm. And if they start feeling even more severe... They they call in sick and say I'm not working at all today, as opposed to work from home. Yeah. Excuse me. Like work from home shouldn't have its limitations anymore. Uh, maybe what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. It's not I like you don't have an excuse. You don't have an excuse. You know you're sick. You still gotta work. No, it's a don't come in. Don't again responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. Public responsibility, right? Yeah. Is this one of your buddies? Yes. Well, did it, isn't another one back there that we skipped over? I just got one of them uh, before. Their <laughs> voices are so corny. corny as hell. I think that's on purpose. <laughs> it totally feels like you are Mushu from Mulan, and you're being talked to down to by all your ancestors. <laughs> I'm a real dragon. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> Oh. Who's a little fairy following you? Or dragonfly? Dragonfly? I forgot his name. I forgot what he even does. I think he just collects the... I think the jewels for you, right? Yeah. That's a tree. That's a tree. Let's see, there's a way to get to the top of... Yeah, that's the dragon I was <laughs> thinking about. Um, yeah, life's going to be very interesting, you know. And... Do you think the vaccine, if it's ever developed, if there is one developed, would that be... Yeah, you need to go down there, I think. Or you can go down there. Oh. Ta-da! See, Jabari? <laughs> Gavin. Gavin! The dragon. Gavin! Where's Gavin? Um, for if you don't know what I'm referring to, um, in Red Dead Redemption 2, there's a... In one of the random encounters... There's a guy named Gavin, and there's a, a guy looking for his buddy Gavin. And throughout the series of, of your adventures, in every city you go to, he's like, where's Gavin? Gavin! Have you seen my friend Gavin? And you're like, you haven't found him yet? No. And it's just like that. One of those things. Yeah. Maybe when I'm... You need a key for that. I thought... Did you know you could melt it? Yeah. <laughs> you can't melt it. You can't melt it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll play that as one of their games, but it's one of those story heavy heavy games mm-hmm. that we get distracted about. So, yeah, I thought it was like Grand Theft Auto or something. Grand Theft Horse. Grand Theft Horse. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Back in the day, the, the um, eight, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Uh-huh. You know, if you stole a horse, it's a death sentence because a horse would be pro- someone's like livelihood. So uh-huh. they used to transport everything. That's what they used to go to. Um, what they used to go to get uh, pick up supplies and and feed themselves pretty much. So if you stole someone's horse, you're taking their livelihood, and therefore you get the distances. Horse thieves. But nowadays you steal a car. What? Six months in jail or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. We'll get you three square meals and a and a nice roommate. <laughs> <laughs> If you get a roommate, you might get a dorm. But yeah, that's um, the effect of coronavirus. Like, it's definitely affected us as a studio. Um, we're now we're at the studio. We're in person. Yes, we are breaking the six foot rule. <laughs> Stop judging us. <laughs> um, but there's no one else here. There's and this bastard right here. This, this is my favorite part of this whole game. <laughs> Chasing this. Book. <laughs> Jabari! Oh, I mean, uh, chasing. Did you, this ca- do you did you ever catch him? Yes. So now, there's times, listeners, Jabari is chasing this thing. I don't even know what it is. 
The thing can't even run that fast. So, well, it's running fast, but it doesn't know how to change his angles up to confuse Jabari. It, it really doesn't. Gotcha. But when I was little, <laughs> that was the... that was impossible. <laughs> cool. All right. So, any any other you want to bring up about more changes life changing like due to the coronavirus? There's so I like I just know that it's going to be a whole bunch of changes, and it's going to be more us relying online. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to do work online and online programs and stuff like that. Um, like school, you mean education? Yeah, even schooling and education. But um, you can't go up there. I think it's no, it's just it's a visible wall. Little gemstones everywhere. It's pretty cool. I'm wondering how valued um, education will be if it's done online. Yeah. I mean, um, online education has become more popular. Of course. And um, the thing that I'm worried about is how how much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotta figure out things. How um, how do employees look at? Employers, yeah. Yeah, employers look at um, credentials well, from an online class. Fair enough. Um, it depends on the... I think it all comes back down to what is that paper worth, right? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your diploma, your certificate, whatever ends up being, I think you're going to run into an invisible wall because of these... Yeah, I'm just checking the yeah. whole area. I think it's going to come down to like... Because once you have the diploma, you have the diploma. Mm -hmm. I think, right? Um, and whatever field you're part of will respect the diploma for what it is. Mm -hmm. They're not going to ask you, was this all done online? You will be able to share what projects you were part of and what you contributed to those projects. Because you still you still work online. You still work collaboratively with people. Yeah. There's ways to collaborate through... Well, now Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. Telling you, Zoom <laughs> should have bought stock in whoever owns that I company. Know, yeah. Um, but whoever, the collaborative piece, what, what did you get out of your program, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I, when I get my master's degree, um, I went to the University of Redlands, not because of the prestige of the program or anything like that, but because it was the quickest program I could find in the area. It wasn't the cheapest program in the area, but it was the quickest. And definitely not the cheapest. <laughs> but then when I tell everyone, well, where'd you get your master's from? University of Redlands. Ooh, fancy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then, you know, they, the, the prestige of it, right? Yeah. So I don't think there's... Employers are going to value your experience more than they're going to value your, your degree. Your degree. I think that's what it's going to end up coming down to. What did you get out of your program? That goes for everything in life, right? Um, I was reading... Oh, go ahead. I, I like steering the conversation. <laughs> and you seem like you're having a lot of fun reliving your childhood, so oh, I'm going to yeah. leave you to it. Um, <laughs> oh, you're scared? <laughs> Burn! He, well, that was evil. <laughs> that was... He, he, was cow, he was cowering, and you burned him to a crisp. No, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, it's, it's the old adage, right? Mm -hmm. Do you... It's okay to have you be your first day on the job, right? Right? You know, you're... After your first year, you're not a, you're not a novice anymore. You're, you're still a rookie. Mm -hmm. So, but what's the difference between someone in their first year of their job or someone with 10 years of experience that continuously live out the first the first year you know what I mean live out their first year like like making mistakes making mistakes same mistakes as a rookie and you haven't learned from those mistakes and you keep doing the same thing over and over again so what's the difference between a rookie and then someone who's just repeated the rookie year ten times so it's what it comes down to. Yeah. And you know, hope, not saying hopefully, but you know, the coronavirus should should uh, help us out with some of the uh, uh, pruning the. Um, I hate saying it; that makes it sound evil. But um, calling the herd per se, right? You know, 
if you want to go out there and um, not wear your mask and expose yourself unnecessarily to things, do it again. He's got treasure. He's got treasure. Oh, he's still alive. Okay. Finish, oh, okay. finish, <laughs> finish, finish him. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to expose yourself to the virus, not take you know universal precautions and washing your hands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of life finds a way. <laughs> to quote um, Jurassic Park, to the town square. Are you gonna go out the track? <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, just do it, Jabari. And make yourself feel better. You, little Jabari, will probably feel that. Can you glide onto yeah. the ridge? Wee! Ah <laughs> Wrong game. Wrong game. <laughs> Wrong console. Wrong console. <laughs> okay. So, you have any um, other points about the coronavirus and the changing future? Right now, as now. you walk into a wall, <laughs> that was great. And you're gonna go left this time. Yes, you are. <laughs> Let's go again. Let's go again. So, yes. Just because on the last recording session we didn't get to as many Q and A, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start just a little earlier this time. We've got about 20 minutes left on our stream. 26 minutes left. Okay. So, um, Shadow Fox asks, "What was the most difficult?" Part about starting Wim Indy. What was the easiest? Hmm. Why am I getting texts? Oh. <laughs> um, There's people talking in the chat and stuff like that. People in the chat too? There's actually somebody in the yeah. chat? Oh, it's Grover and um, Jessica. Grover, Jesse, and Shadow? Yeah. Okay. So, what was the most difficult part about starting the Wim Indy? And what was the easiest? So... I believe this is firmly in my in my quote. <laughs> yeah. So let me just start off by saying how I got involved with Women D was originally to help consult Grover about onboarding, about paper contracts, get everything done on paper. And uh, when I first started, to be honest, I showed up to help Grover clean up the studio, you know, version 1.0. Um, the building we're in right now, the thing we're recording right now, it's second, the second iteration of the studio. Because we moved from up there on the property we're on, there was two buildings. There is two buildings. Um, the building we, we, we're at in San Bernardino is a... Um, the larger building was the record store, right? The music store. Yeah. If you wanted to find the... The, the music of the day, you went to Groove Time. That was the name of the shot, right? And I, apparently you could name the tune, hum it or whatever, and the people who worked there were so good, Grover's dad mostly, um, and people he <laughs> hired were so good, they could tell you what song it was from, who the artist was, and the whole nine yards, right? Like, I go up with Grover's dad, we hang out, you know, and people recognize Grover's dad just randomly. There you go. <laughs> See, was that so hard? I've never seen that before. <laughs> it's probably new. Up there? Can you go up there? See. Jump, Spyro, jump. I think they just need to glide over here and go farther into the... There place. it is. Hi, are you scared? I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah. And then he, <laughs> he peeks on him. Bam! Yeah. Right in the kisser. Um, <laughs> and the water. So I'm assuming you're a dragon, so water kind of kills you. He's a chef. Cake. The cake is alive. Oh, uh, did he just scratch yeah, himself he, with he the? Did. No, I don't want any of that cake. <laughs> I, I still eat it. <laughs> so, for for me, there really wasn't a um, when Grover kind of bestowed upon me the title of co-founder. It was kind of like, what do I do with this? You know, what do I do? And again, my my original job was onboarding people. And sometimes, for, for me, that's the hardest part sometimes, was getting people to stay. Because mm-hmm. during those first days of the studio, the people that were working on the on the projects, they saw a contract. They were like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> like, it became real. Yes. And 
I think that's that's a big thing when it when it becomes real. Um, it's something fun, I think. You know, when people start talking money, people start talking percentages, mm-hmm. profit sharing. They're like, that's too much. I'm not trying to do all that. Especially the consequences that comes with contracts and stuff like and that. And then when they they take the pen to paper, they're committing to that. Then now they have a part to play. It just isn't a, I'll do this when I want to and show it when I want to. Now, there's people relying on you and expecting you to do things. And some people aren't really for that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So that that's my hardest part, you know. Um, the easiest part, um, I don't know. It just really, de- I don't think I have an easiest part by definition. I think I've got the onboarding process down to a science. Um, so for me, just having the paperwork getting sent out and filled out is not as arduous as it was before. But I still find myself having the same issues. Mm-hmm. But Jabari, you you played a part in the founding of the studio too. I mean, you're. You're a co-owner now. You're a co-administrator now. But you you saw the studio being founded pretty much. How, how did you see it all come together from, like, the outsider perspective? And I can take over if you get, <laughs> you distract, <laughs> if you get distracted from me playing. For, uh, if you're playing. So for me, um, when I came into the studio, um, I, knew, I knew Grover in high school before he started this whole thing. And um, I was playing one of his first games that he's ever made. And I was kind of just testing it and playing through it because that was the first time that I ever met a game developer who actually makes games. Right. So just seeing how the process goes, seeing how um, how how just me saying something could change mm-hmm. it later. He could just do that. I was, Mr. It should have voice acting. <laughs> that's what it... Oh, um, uh, yeah, he drowns. Well, yeah, he drowns. Damn. <laughs> but, yeah, eventually... Um, He's talking about, oh, okay, um, I don't want to say his game because I think he's embarrassed. Oh, he's very embarrassed by it. (laughs) I thought it was was the best thing ever. The game that must not be spoken about. Yes. Um, I thought it was the best thing ever, but um, he's talking about a new game Mm -hmm. and, um, I guess, new characters and stuff like that. And I was like, hey. Was this in high school still or was it in college? This is in high school. I think think this is in high school. Because we're talking about the birth of Teletria, right? Yeah. Uh, College. Yeah, and I told him, hey, you should make a game with voiceover. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be easy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, because at that time, I was really into um, voiceover acting. Because mm-hmm. that was um, me living in Highland, uh, Redlands mm-hmm. area, uh, being an hour and a half away from L.A. Right. Uh, and being young, having no car. So the only acting I can really do is stuff that's locally. Right. Or stuff that's online. And um, I was really interested in voiceover at the time, and I had my own microphone and stuff. And I was like, hey, Grover, make a game of voiceover. We should have voice actors. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's like, okay. And then um, all of a sudden, um, you know, he was serious. I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, that's how Celestria kind of came about. I remember um, he was asking people for, um, we got into a group, mm-hmm. and he started forming basically, basically a team. Yep. people to work on the game and we're using this form this chat form mm-hmm. and um one day we got together and just started talking about like hey, what should we name this game and, and uh, as and i recall this happened at, at uh, chipotle in redlands right no 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 this no. was all online all online okay. yeah this was all online and um and yeah for me that's how this studio kind of started mm-hmm. in my opinion or well for, for me, that's how I started. Right. Um, for you guys, you guys actually, um, apparently he asked for assistance to clean yes. the area, and that's when he decided to make a studio. Um, I think, I, I vaguely remember him asking that on... Um, on Facebook on or whatever, Facebook yeah. or something, and I think... I think I, I was like, yeah, I'll be there, and then I said, oh, I'm sorry, I have to do this, or something happened, maybe I was in a show or something like right. that at the time. But um, I <laughs> something important that you had to do. Yeah, something important. Yeah, yeah. Because um, at that time when I looked at Grover, I'm just like, oh, he's older. He's I was that you looked freshman. you <laughs> looked up to Grover. Oh yeah. no. Because <laughs> I was like, he can develop games. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And um, 
like he's he was awkward. He was super awkward. Right. He's still awkward. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but um, he was a fun person and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, and for he's sure. Introduced me to a, a lot of like fun online stuff. Um, oh yeah. Brenna Plus. But yeah. Basically, how I kind of joined in was as the casting director yep. and a, and a voice actor for the game. And you play the role of Mage. Yes. Which is which will we will get back to playing that game at some point. Yeah. Yeah, we can try it. Yeah, we can play yeah. next time, I guess. I have no idea where I'm going. <clears throat> but shoot, like, what was the other question? The favorite memory or so funnest part? Hard, easiest and hardest parts. Easiest and hardest part. So, I feel like the easiest part for me, or looking back at that time, or is it everything we've been doing? Yeah, everything. Everything. Okay. Or it was. I think the question that Shadow Fox was asking was when the studio was founded. But you can. No. Did I go? Okay. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. you're welcome to. Well, I mean, you already explained how it was founded. No, no, but easiest and hardest part. Of our, so, oh, from okay. your perspective, what did you see were the difficulties? I see. I think the easiest part for me was, um, or it's actually it was the funnest part was. Um, Casting or going out there and auditioning people mm -hmm. to be a part of the game. That right. was like really fun. Um, I was actually put in charge of something. We I was a director. We, you were a director, yeah? Yeah. And I don't even think we called it that back then. It was just, hey, we need actors. Yeah. Let's gather some people. Yeah, that's pretty much what to do. That's pretty much what it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that was the easiest and kind of funnest thing to do at the time. The hardest thing. Um, the hardest thing. see the hardest thing right now for me is finding the time to do the things we need to do the things we need to do Agreed. marketing yeah. wise mm -hmm. there's so much there's so much into it right. you can say oh yeah we have a marketer now so everything should be fine but no there's so much work put into it it takes me a long time to develop a plan because I want it to be good. I don't want it just to be something that we create um, quickly, not really think about it, and then try to um, try to enforce it and make money on it. Mm -hmm. I'm, the plans that I develop, it takes me a long time because I want it to work. Of course. And um, I have to do the research to must do research. <laughs> I have to do the research to um, to assure that um, whatever we do works <laughs> or at least um, has a higher percentage of working right and um, of course yeah and with marketing you could say marketing just one word that's really broad mm -hmm. marketing is so much more there's PR there's uh, no marketing is an umbrella term for yeah sure. exactly and um, for me um, like we have two dedicated marketers right here uh, me you and, and um, our and Lucia, persistent, right? yeah, yeah, and even for us, all the jobs and and the terms under the umbrella of marketing, there's mm -hmm. just so much, and there's a lot of research and stuff like that to do. So it's taken me so long to do that, and it's just it's hard, especially at this time in my life where um, I'm shifting from just being a student to trying to have to a career, a life, yeah, trying to have, trying to make money, right? Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. But what was the hardest thing for you as an outside perspective? Like, what could you see when the studio was starting up? What did you see was were the problems? What did you see was happening? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Because I was never concerned about the money because I wasn't a part. I wasn't um, the founders that oh, were. Oh, okay. I lived. Oh, yeah. I, I think you can say in waters just a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, unless it's too far, you can't jump back. But uh, let's see, what is the hardest thing? Well, like, what well, could you really what could you observe? Like, okay, this is hard. What I felt what was hard was people um, trying to get, like you said, people to stay. Mm -hmm. It's not ghost, especially when we're working with people online. It's just so easy to do it. Right. And when people, when we're depending on somebody, um, and they just ghost out of nowhere, or they yeah, just disappear the for a long time, they go on to hiatus so mm -hmm. often, it's just like, okay, 
what do we do? We can't just sit and wait for them. No, that, that's why we have studio policies mm-hmm. that govern um, hiatus and all that stuff. Oh, there's a frog again. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't come on board um, and made those contracts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think we, we, we'll probably still be working on Celatria. Well, we still are. Grover. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I think that will be the only game that we'll be working on, mm-hmm. and um, it will it will be a very a even smaller studio. I um, think. So let me ask you this: okay. When did you when did you feel that that the studio made it? Like, holy crap! We're, we're this is the real deal. Like this. This is this is this is becoming bigger than some guys. And some ladies. Project in the basement. Project in, the, in, in their dad's garage. Ah. <laughs> uh, when I felt it was when we started reaching out to people that were not our friends, people that were. Okay, so it have to be now. <laughs> you see. Okay, um, now go on. Yeah, for me. Um, it started when um, we were casting people mm-hmm. and we're going online to cast people and then um, what would happen was they get the part and then I had to actually send them to you for onboarding yeah for onboarding and that was that was the moment when I was just like oh wow this is real like mm-hmm. we have a dedicated <laughs> HR department HR department <laughs> contracts and all that I was just like wow okay for me, we, it became the real deal when a professional voice actor, not just amateurs who are trying to get into the industry, that's calling you an amateur or anything, but with someone with actual credentials, someone with actual experience said, you guys got your stuff done. And I'm like, ding, ding. And Paul's heart size grew three times size that day. So for you, it was with the um, with, actors as well? Well, yeah. We don't know. Well, I mean, my biggest thing was going to E3. I mean, when we got recognized that we are part of the industry and we are going to E freaking three, I was like, uh, you know, God is the whoever's if there's a heaven whoever's in charge of it just smile on us, you know. So that's what that's when it became real. So we've we've talked about E3 real quick, but Grover wanted to ask what was our um what's our favorite E3 moment? Favorite E3 moment, huh? That is a big What was that animal that he tried to eat right there? That's a Is that a weapon or is that a That's a weapon, that's a big chicken weapon. And suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! Leroy Jenkins! Let's see, uh Favorite I think I think my first E3 mm-hmm. was in 2016. That was the very first actual because we started going in 2014. Yeah, I was at that time. I was in Japan. You were. Yeah. So I didn't. I still didn't know what E3 was at the time and how important. I just remember that Grover was saying that that was his dream. Oh yeah, it was Grover's dream. Yeah, that was one of his dreams. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh okay. Like, what is it? Right. <laughs> I didn't know how okay. how professional it was, what it really was. Mm-hmm. But um, me going to E3 for the first time. 2016, that's when The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out. Got it. And just when I went to the Nintendo section, my heart dropped. And seeing all the blue from <laughs> all, the Link yeah. theme stuff, yeah. Um, like, Did I miss we anything? We walk into... That was quick. I think everything was kind of... Um, yeah, everything was shut out right. for the Nintendo. They just had this huge display. That was the only theme they had. Yeah. yeah. But um, So you had to wait in line. And then you go basically into like a, almost like a cave. It, it really was, yeah. yeah. And they play like a introduction video yep. of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the trailer for it. And just hearing the music, mm-hmm. looking at the graphics and stuff like that, you're sent into a different world. Yep. You're now in Hyrule. <laughs> it's like walking into Disneyland. You know? yeah. so, the, the, the rules are different here, you know. <laughs> Shoot. You are free to fanboy. Yeah. And I, I was doing that the whole time. I almost started crying there. Aww. I was so freaking happy. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, 
walking in, and then um, you see all the, the, the big displays. Mm -hmm. You see the Link figurines and the um, Vulcan monster things. And I'm just like, wow. And the they just create a new environment inside right, this right. building. And then to top that off, there's these cute Nintendo booth babes. Yeah, ba yeah, booth babes there. <laughs> kind of introduced up. to the game and yeah. stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. You stay uh, pretty late. Whatever controller. you say. <laughs> <laughs> this is controller. You want to play? <laughs> How do <you> control? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I think they had like a 10 minute demo. They did. I remember. And that just playing the game mm -hmm. and going into it, I lost all track of time. Yeah, I didn't know where I was. <laughs> I, didn't, I was in Hyrule. I'm Link right now, and I was just it was just one of the best. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about you though? Shoot, my favorite E3. Yeah, I think my our very first one, the, the one in 2014, <laughs> walking in there, and the same thing as you. Like this is something I've watched, you know, from afar. Cowards. Um, watch from afar, and this is something, oh my goodness. And then the Nintendo area, and Smash Brothers, ult, um, not Ultimate, um, the one for the Wii U. Oh, they, you that, guys went to that one. The, the, our very there. first one was that year. Um, and I think that was my favorite E3, and that's the <laughs> reason why. But then I've also talked about in the podcast, you know, that it's also the only time we really come together as a studio... And it's that seeing each other piece and that that person thing, right? Yeah. So since I am lost, I'm going to give it back to you because I don't know where else to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about Celatria and the, the, the founding of the studio. Who's your favorite character in Celatria? Favorite character in Celatria? I think my favorite character is number 16. Yeah? Yeah. I can't say her name. Her real name. Well, I mean... Or, was it introduced? Or, no, it was introduced. No, it's no. A chapter two. I think we've talked about it, but yeah. But her, her story arc of, you know, mysterious, badass, you know, becoming a... You know, more opens herself up more to, you know, a good story arc, right? Yeah. Elsher has a story, right? And, you know, who would my favorite character be? My favorite character would be... Probably... Um, the, the samurai guy, Cyborg, right? No, that's not Cyborg. Waltier. Waltier? Waltier really? is my favorite. He's such a perv. Well, no, it's <laughs> more because he's he's a flirt. He's a flirt. And I've been called a shameless flirt before. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jamar's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, not as, I'm not a pervert, but um, I, I totally see. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I totally it see. Huh? I'm trying to see where I have to go. I think I have to go to the next world now. I don't know where the next world is, so I gave it back to you. <laughs> so I, I like his like um, his debonair added, like attitude about that. Um, after him, it's probably Melanie, um, and how she's there to help her friends, and it's very much that you know I'm gonna protect you and don't kill him. He's a cow. Oh, okay. <laughs> They all die. They all they die. All must they fall. all fall down. <laughs> I've been rescued. You must rescue at least ten people before I take you to the next person. Next place where you can rescue more people. And laugh! <laughs> Invisible walls to game development. Alright, Jabari. Favorite Favorite PS2 game? Uh, PS2? Yep. There's so many good games on PS2, and I'm having a hard time remembering them. I remember, um, I think Jack and Dexter 3 was on there, mm -hmm. and I really loved that. But what was the game that my, what was my favorite? Um, do you have one already? PS2? Yeah. <laughs> Battlefront 2, probably. Battlefront 2? Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2. I played that for so long. Um, Ace Combat 5. Oh. But I don't have, like I said last time, I don't think those were PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> it's okay. Um, favorite N64 game? N64 game, okay. This is the rapid fire. So oh, gotcha. Um, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina That's of my Time. All time favorite. Mine is Mario uh, World 
three? No, no. Uh, 3D, the 3D one. What's it called? And, and 64. Just, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite game, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I also I, like the pod racing game. The pod racing? Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. And that's coming out on the port for the Switch. Yeah. So we might man. play that and race each other. Yes. Yeah, we'll, yes, we'll do that. Um, that's the first game that ever made me rage quit. I see that. <laughs> When's the bubble laid you on fire? Huh? When's the bubble laid you on fire? I, it was just a race that I couldn't win. Oh, yeah. And then... It got to that point, didn't it? Yeah. Where, you know, <laughs> the the race course was too confusing, too many paths, and this and that. Ah, rage. Okay. Um, what is your favorite game growing up? Favorite game growing up? Legend of Zelda. How does it compare to your games now? Your favorite game now? <laughs> So how does oh. Ocarina of Time <laughs> compare to Breath of the Wild? Is oh. that a, am I daring making that your favorite game, or am I wrong? It's no, it's not my favorite. Oh, then what is your favorite uh, game now? Favorite game now? <laughs> I have to think. Oh my god, what is favorite? I haven't even like thought about about it, but I guess I guess for yeah. Nintendo Switch, it probably is Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, yeah. yeah. My favorite game of all time is Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect uh, 2? Yeah. And there's not even this current console generation. I don't really have a favorite game of this console generation. Um, I know, right? Um, so, there's one guy I couldn't figure out in the last level. And, uh, and we're running out of time anyway, so. Yeah. Um, I think just the graphical improvement um, between... Um, the timeline, right? So the reason I like Mass Effect 2 is because of the story and you you feel meshed in part of the world, right? Uh-huh. And any game that can get you to feel that way, I think, would, would definitely be one of my top favorites. As a kid, you know, are you really following the story? Do you really know What's going the on? ins and outs? I mean, I, I couldn't really answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite subreddit? Subreddit? So, I don't use Reddit a lot. Okay. But, um... When I do, um, I usually like to look at the Shantae mm-hmm. um, subreddit, and that's because Shantae is a cutie, and they're posts like pictures and stuff like that. There's a reason why it's popular. <laughs> there uh, is. But I'm a good boy. I'm a good Nintendo uh, boy. Uh-huh. Of course you are. I am. Even though you're playing PlayStation games right now. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like my I'm favorite sure. subreddit is all. <laughs> it's gonna sound basic. You know what? All. A W W. Oh, okay. I keep, it's got I cute that. animals, puppies, kitties, and, <laughs> and it's like one of those. I just need to like not worry about the politics or the corona or needing to make money for life. Oh, you made it! Yeah. I just need it. I need. I'll go watch. Look at some cute dogs and animals. And for a moment, I realize like, okay, the world is not as awful as it is. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You're um, watching. I mean. You joined. You joined. You like the. Do you need to jump that... on? Do you need to jump on all four to make something happen? Uh, is that mm-hmm. is that the cold? They're, one? They're... Oh, it is. Ah, oh, forgot. I remember there's a portal. I just didn't know how to open it. Ta da! So you play this actually? No, I just saw the glowing. And observe it there. And the gamer brain, the gamer brain, icy glow. Okay, so there's five, and only two are glowing. Let's jump on the other ones and see what happens. Um, favorite restaurant, and do you miss it? Favorite restaurant, I see. My favorite restaurant probably is Black Angus, mm-hmm. and I miss it because of Hold that thought. the nachos. Where the I? nachos? Yeah, they're nachos and. Steaks are pretty good. And it's like Morgan is here. Morgan is here. So that, that's our cue to end up the podcast. Yeah. But one final story for the outro. Uh-huh. It's called the break story. So break my story. house used to be the place where we all gathered around. Um, where we all gathered around and my house was the place. One of the people that we were hanging out with was driving their car. And after we were done, we were trying to leave, and you're not going to make it. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know there was a timer. And when he was trying to leave, like, he got down maybe one, two blocks down the street, Uh and he calls me and says, 
my brake pad fell off my car. Like, you could hold the brake pad. Oh my gosh. So, he's like, I'm going to try to make it home. I'm like, no you're not. <laughs> Bring your car back here. Drive slow. And I will call a tow truck for you. And that is the brake story. That's the <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I want to end every podcast with a little, like... Anecdote, anecdote, anecdote from my life. Um, I could certainly try and come up with a story like that. Open for suggestions. But um, that, that's kind of time for us, and we're over on time. And um, you're gonna make it. You made it! Ha! I'm not even strong. What am I no, supposed to do? <laughs> no, you don't know. No, you don't make it. Go, get it over there. Three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> 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 Listeners, viewers, thanks for watching, mm. listening. Grover, uh, Creative Life JMJ, uh, Shadow Fox, thank you for what you guys are supporting us, so moderating. Sorry, so sorry, the Jabari. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I didn't check the chat as well, I'm supposed we'll, to. We'll but. look it over later. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for watching the On the Whim podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Vela. It's Barry Lewis Smith. And y'all keep it nerdy out there. Don't drink bleach. <laughs>